0: Welcome Welcome to to the the Mixed Mixed Visions podcast.
1: Podcast. I'm Erica.
0: And I'm Jules. And we created this platform to help give you clarity within the nine pillars of life.
1: As you digest these episodes, keep an open mind and soak in the vibrations of each perspective that you hear.
0: We will be speaking about different journeys, lessons, obstacles, and your ability to create autonomy. Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to episode number 18 of the Mixed Visions Podcast. Today, Erica and I are going to be speaking about the process to becoming a personal trainer. So we're going to be sharing some of the things that we went through, maybe even some things that we recommend. And this is a question brought to us by one of our listeners, Sharif. So, Sharif, if you're listening to today's episode, we appreciate you for reaching out to us and wanting to learn a little bit more about becoming a personal trainer in that process. So without further ado, let's jump right into it.
1: Before we get started, I would just like to say... Sorry for us not having a episode last week. There was a lot going on. You may have already heard about the flooding in southeastern Kentucky, which was pretty much the whole part of eastern Kentucky, and that affected my hometown. Everything was destroyed, sadly. So I've been trying to process and also help get supplies to Whitesburg, Kentucky and I will be going this weekend to take things in. Thank you to everyone that's donated money including Julian's family and Julian and Erica and so many other lovely people. We raised around $1,400 and that bought so many supplies for so many people and I'm very grateful for you all and everyone. And there's a lot of love in our community and everyone's helping everyone clean out their houses and even though it's a tragic thing people are being very very lovely and and sending in a lot of donations and taking care of each other, so it's great for the circumstance. And now we can talk about what we're going to talk about.
0: (laughs) All right, y'all. So today we're going to kick things off with why would you want to be a trainer in the first place? So a very important question that you should ask yourself really when you're looking to get started with anything is why the fuck do you want to do it in the first place? So when it comes to being a personal trainer, your why can be very different. I think one thing you're going to find parallels with across the board when it comes to trainers is that we're all looking to service and help others. I feel like that's like the main thing. You're looking to help other people. So for me, when I transitioned to becoming a personal trainer, why did I want to do it? I noticed that training and fitness was a huge part of my life and has always been a huge part of my life. I've been training with intent on my physical body for at least 12 to 14 years, definitely at least since 2008, since that year that year I'd say for sure through my journey with my own health and through changing my physique I was able to find out a lot about myself and unlock a lot of things that I think without training I probably wouldn't have found out about myself and just being able to go through the process of really actually finding out what it takes for your body to change because everybody wants to make a change with their physique for the most part people want to but people don't really understand all the work that it goes in so I think when you're a trainer and but you're a trainer who has the advantage of actually going through the struggle that your clients are currently going through it puts you at a really huge advantage and it also gives you the opportunity to see it from their perspective because a lot of people come to you and either they don't know anything or they don't to do something or they're just really frustrated with their inability to make it happen and chances are if you've gone through some type of health journey you've probably been in one of those stages too so if you can at least know what that feels like I feel like from a trainer standpoint, it puts you in a really advantageous position to be able to help others. So I know for me, it was my ability to go through it myself and find success. That was something that really made me want to be able to give that same feeling to other people. And it motivated me to want to take the chance and become a personal trainer and really step out and do that on my own. That's what kind of did it for me. What do you think did it for you? Like, why would you even get started?
1: I started because I played sports my whole life, but I was never taught how to eat properly to actually be really good on the field. I mean, I was good, but if I actually feel my body correctly, I would have been, like, amazing. But after college, I was really depressed and lost, like, 20 pounds. Not unhealthily, but actually exercising and taking care of myself because I wanted to put myself first. That made me realize, like, if I helped myself, I can help someone else. Because people were messaging me asking me, like, how did you do this? Because <laughs> everyone always thinks, like, it's a quick fix. But that's why I really focused more on, like, their mental health rather than just exercising because you already know but for everyone else that doesn't exercising is taking care of your mental health clearly and that's really what made me want to do it is to help everybody and i knew like the thoughts they would have and the struggles that they would have with food and things like that and trying to be more aware of themselves because as you go through your health journey you have to become very self-aware with how your body reacts to things and also how you're reacting to things emotionally mentally and things like that and what vices. your using such as food or alcohol or anything like that even if it's socially you're suppressing something so it helps you unveil everything and it's not a fun time sometimes so helping people navigate those things is what motivated me to continue and still do it yeah (laughs)
0: Perfect. So, but definitely parallels, right? Being able to know what your client or potential client is currently going through, knowing because you've went through it before Mm -hmm. and you found success, it really kind of, in a way, gasses you up to want to help other people. And it's almost like, I think of it this way. I feel like, especially with some of the clients I work with, it's like, I have this code Mm -hmm. that they haven't cracked yet and then I can Mm -hmm. give it to them, but I can't give it to them all at one. It's like, I'm giving it to to them in pieces, like every session that's meaningful because we're going over something that's going to help them in the long term but yeah establishing that why is definitely very important in the beginning because once you have the why for why you want to help others it's easier to attach well what do I need to do to be competent to help someone on
1: and also that advantage of going through it you know that you're not the trainer, and no offense to anyone who does this. You're just going to be able to stop whining, like, you can do it, or, like, stop making excuses because, you know, there's underlying, like, self-doubting things that they're doing for them to believe that they can't do something. And, like you said, giving them little bits and pieces because another trainer might not know that's went through what you went through. If you give them everything it's going to overwhelm them and they're just absolutely like just gonna give up. So you know from experience what they possibly could handle and you can guide them through that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yes, I yes. like that. So when we establish the why why you want to be the personal trainer, and then you have to understand where do I get all the knowledge to even give people these tools to be successful. Mm-hmm. So you got a couple of routes and lucky for y'all, we've been able to go through both routes. <laughs> Eric has gone one route, I've gone another route, so we'll talk on both of those. So you of course have a self-study kind of route where you go straight after your certification, you get the necessary textbooks, necessary information or necessary tools to help you study for those certifications. Mm-hmm. You get your professional certification and then you start getting real world applications through trial and error getting clients and applying the knowledge that you learn and then you of course have a traditional route that's fed to us from the beginning of time which is going to college getting a college education which i don't think there's anything bad with or negative with getting a college education or even just doing a self-study i think both of them are really great routes and really just kind of comes down to who the person is and what their circumstances i feel like with one route Let's say it's a traditional college route. You get an instructor, a curriculum, a whole program. If you're at a university, you know, I was a part of an exercise science program. So, like, I went pretty much with classes with, like, the same people for the two years.
1: Regular college. Yeah, you know,
0: just like a regular college experience. But, I mean, from that standpoint, if you're lucky enough to go to school and you don't have to pay for it, it's a really great deal. If you do have to pay for it. It's a decent deal. It's not that great. <laughs>
1: if you want to know in depth, it's a great deal still. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's a great deal. But but at least that way, in a more traditional sense, you have curriculum, you have instruction, you have potentially tutors, you have help. And you're going to, in a way, in college, you're definitely going to get some hands-on application yeah. and real-world application. Maybe not as much time to it as you would in self-study, but you still get some. So I think they both have their pros and cons. But um, talk about the other route, the self-study route.
1: So self-study, what I did was like an online course and it's broken up of course just like if you would go to school it's one chapter a module but you have to decide okay i want to do this module today i want to do the other one the next day or if i'm going to do this one module this week and really study it and go to the next one and you have to schedule out your time you have to make the time to do that i had flashcards that were like a literally a foot high (laughs) it was so much information and it can also for someone that is used to a school setting and learns better that way which I don't necessarily but if you do it could be harder for you to do a self-study but they also have options where you can get an instructor or someone to guide you through the program for NASM I know they do that I don't know if it does for other ones but you can get someone to instruct you and you get an actual textbook and so it's like a class rather than you just teaching yourself pretty much I would have died without Pocket Prep, <laughs> which is an app that has like, I think it's 400 to 800 possible test questions for your certification. And I went through that for like a week and a half, just constantly even at my during my job when I was working because I was like, I'm not failed this. <laughs> and then I would pick like 20 questions and do it as, until I got none wrong. And I would continue to do that and then go to the next one and just switch it out. And as soon as I went through it like four or five times without missing anything with 100 questions, I was like, oh, I got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Pocket prep is a lifesaver, it's lovely,
1: And they have also like different certifications things pocket like prepping things like for different certifications too so yeah even if you don't want to be a personal trainer they have other ones (laughs) so
0: there's definitely you know a couple routes that you can take and i guess those routes just depend on Mm -hmm. what's best for you and your circumstance and what you're looking for if
1: you're young and you right out of high school you're like i want to be a personal trainer you can do that
0: yeah do it immediately
1: yeah you'll have to learn more in the field because you don't have someone there teaching you like if you were in school and they give you scenarios and things like that but hey you live and you learn you got to do it some way <laughs> or you might meet someone that went to school and might teach stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah exactly and it's one of those things where i went to college but i felt like i learned the most applicable training knowledge after i graduated I
1: it's with anything because sometimes i teach you like unnecessary things that yeah. you never yeah, they use teach you a lot
0: of <laughs> shit and i feel like college was good for like the aspect of like i got to learn about anatomy like the long way yeah You know, whereas if you, like, self-study, they might put anatomy in, like, a chapter. I got to learn, like, the long way, do cadavers, all types of shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But whatever route you choose the continuing education is always going to be there. So even if you just, you know, fresh out of high school, you get your diploma and then you get your certification, you're still going to have to continue to Mm -hmm. recertify and then also just learn more about training because there's always new information coming out. And the same thing, even if you do go to college and you get all the way up to the doctor level, you still still (laughs) got to learn new shit because especially if you're at that level, because you're definitely looking for like the next thing, but Mm -hmm. you're still going to have to continue to learn, continue education because new case studies are always coming out, new information is always being unveiled mm-hmm. about human body and performance. So no matter what route you choose, just know that you're in for like a lifetime of education really <laughs> <laughs> when it comes down to it. <laughs> yeah. I
1: always have to get to continuing education. I think it's for everyone um, to my knowledge. Every certification for whatever institute you go to it has to be two hours of continuing education yeah, you and your cpr use. certification up, first, first aid what's right up <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: cpr first aid you got to do that too stay current so yeah you're really just kind of diving in it for a lifetime education with the personal training
1: it's usually and people that are personal trainers are like kinesthetic learners and like doing to learn so they already like to learn so i mean right. yeah, yeah, yeah usually that's it so and if not why not learn new things exactly <laughs> It's good for you.
0: Some of the most popular certifications, then.
1: There is the one I done, NASM, National Academy of Sports Medicine. Yeah,
0: NASM is very popular. And then
1: he knew a bunch of them that I didn't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we got NASM, was very popular. We have NSCA, and that's where I got mine. It's just National Strength and Conditioning Association. We have the ISSA, don't know what it stands for, but it's something and it's real. Mm-hmm. There's the, <laughs> there's the NCSF, mm-hmm. don't know what it stands, it stands for, but, but it's, real. it's real. It's there. ACSM, uh, American college of sports medicine and oh, then we have ace. ace and i'm sure there's others but i feel like those are the most popular ones a
1: ace is the place
0: a <laughs> yeah not the hardware store. Hard store we're talking about the american <laughs> council uh, uh for education sure yeah something like that <laughs> Yeah. But I'm sure they have a jingle or something. Probably. Yeah. But you have plenty of options with certifications. It's a big thing with certifications. You got to pay for it. So just bite down.
1: Yeah. Invest in you yourself. You got to invest in yourself. Yeah. Pay
0: what it costs to be the boss. Exactly. Um. So next up, professional route. So after you choose that education route, you're successful. You get your degree or you get your certification. Then you get to choose, okay, what kind of professional route do I want to take? Do I want to be a corporate trainer and maybe work in an LA fitness or gold a gold gym? gym or like a bigger brand corporation do i want to be a sports specific trainer where i'm working with athletes at Mm -hmm. a high school college or professional level Mm -hmm. you can be an independent trainer like erica and i and you know be the sole proprietor of an llc or uh, work in conjunction with a local private gym where Mm -hmm. you're renting space every single month um what else we put here you have online training completely virtual yeah Mm you know what i'm saying you can get clients from anywhere and train them online whether that's with programs or Mm -hmm. pdfs virtually you know i have have a client who lives (laughs) all around the world like all throughout the year so i facetimer twice a week and we do we have sessions so So you
1: do facetime or software that you use to schedule people or use an app or anything like that right you have different options pdfs People can just download them.
0: It's definitely one of the cool things about being a personal trainer is that you do have options. You don't have to Mm -hmm. feel like you're stuck in one lane.
1: Yeah, like you have to be at Gold's Gym or wherever. No hate on Gold's Gym, but I go
0: there. (laughs) That's the one thing that I'll say about when you do go to college. If you want to be a personal trainer, they're going to push you to choose a corporate route. Well, I won't say push you to choose. Those are the options that they like present to you. It's like, oh, your options are to be like a school, like a trainer with like your school's athletic team or like a trainer in some type of maybe like outpatient setting or. Or something more so like that. They don't tell you in you college. Have like,
1: like You can go by doing it you do could, on yourself.
0: Yeah, you could have your own business and yeah. just make your own money and have your own brand and build it like that. They don't tell you that in college. So I'd say that's probably like one of the downsides of having that ambition, but being in college is that they're not going to teach you from so a you business know, standpoint options. how to do it. Not really. Honestly, I felt like I was in school for exercise science. Personal training always came up as an option, but it was never really. Big. They look
1: at it more of like a medical standpoint, don't they?
0: Yeah, they almost treat it. They just treat it very corporate. They don't treat it like it's an independent business that you can have. Mm -hmm. After you graduate, they treat it more so like, all right, well, you can be a personal trainer and work for this company. Or you can be a personal trainer and work for this team Mm -hmm. or this outpatient clinic, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Um, But they don't really, they didn't, at least to me, give it to me in a form where it was like, hey, well, you could be a personal trainer and create your own brand and start your own business. Mm -hmm. And have your own client list and just work with them directly and rent space from a local gym or et cetera, et cetera. Did you
1: learn that from someone else later? or did you like just do research and figure it out Well, I mean I know you knew you probably had the options kinda but you were just like "Mm." yeah
0: well I would see it through social media like YouTube videos you know like back in I'd say like I used to watch some fitness entrepreneurs on YouTube but like early on like back in like 0 013 0 014 mm. like when they were just getting started i don't know if you know of christian guzman but he owns he owns of a, of a brand called alpha elite yeah he owns that and he has this huge gym in texas called alpha land and it's fucking huge it's cool. like a resort <laughs> but it's like six <laughs> gyms
1: oh, wow. basketball
0: all types of shit like i started watching him first mm-hmm. and this was back in like 2000 like he was in college at the same time i was because cool. i'm pretty sure we're the same age but he was in college at the same time i was but he was making these youtube videos and he was talking about how he's training and i was like man that's fucking cool like, i'm yeah. trying to do that shit but it was one of those things where I'd watch the episodes and then, like, I'd go to class the next day and I'd be like, oh, fuck. anyways <laughs> <Damn laughs> How's he making that happen? Yeah. And, like, and this was, like, a younger me who wasn't as confident in himself and didn't really know.
1: Did you know, that make you feel uh, like it was possible? or did it kind of make you be like i don't know if i can like do it independently
0: it made it feel like it was possible and it, and it really intrigued me when i was learning it from mm-hmm. like his perspective through how you would share it but the next day when i might go to class and then i'm only given like these corporate options i was like oh fuck i was like this is the only real way i can make money that's what i thought yeah oh, okay, that's yeah. what i thought yeah even though i was watching this video where he was literally making like making like forty thousand dollars i was like an 18 year old i was like oh <laughs> shit well fuck he's getting it done yeah i just i just don't think it's presented in the right way. So sometimes when you're in the school route so i think when you actually get out onto the real world and you experience what corporate what corporate world is like whether you're in a training or in health or whether you're in corporate business or marketing whatever you're in yeah honestly the corporate world sucks i'm sorry for anybody who has a corporate job if you love
1: it that's ass. great yeah
0: like <laughs> working to take time off is ass like all, that, all the rules that come with that shit sucks but mm-hmm. a lot of people make really good livings in the corporate world and that's great but i just knew for me it wasn't it wasn't the right thing mm-hmm. but when you get out there and you Experience those things. That's when I turn towards. Okay, well, I know that I can do this on my own because I have a mentor that's done it and who's been doing it. I have friends that have done it and have been doing it. People are on fucking YouTube making gajillions of dollars doing it, so I know I can do it. So (laughs) it was just kind of one of those things when I got the experience. It was like, okay, well, let me put my best foot forward and bet on myself too because I can make it work. Good, but yeah, different professional routes. Yeah, very interesting.
1: Many options. Many options and niches.
0: Yes, talk about some niches.
1: So I mean, you could work with only pregnant women you could only work with women men um senior citizens differently abled like you could work with so many different areas and groups of people and that's not choose like a certain group of people it's just whatever you can relate to or maybe explain things better to yeah to help educate them I feel like
0: kind of having a niche <laughs> is probably like the smarter thing to do because yeah, then smaller, you're appealing to, yeah, you're appealing to directly like that kind of person. Like if you only, let's say like, on, I know on social media, there are female trainers who help women like specifically after pregnancy. Yeah. That's like probably postpartum. A, that's, yeah. that's probably a really good niche to be a part of. That's a really great. Or, you know, um, help men who are becoming dads and, you know, avoiding the dad bod, quote unquote. Because of course
1: each niche has different things that like you might know how to help them navigate, like a new dad, like his schedule and things like that. And moms, postpartum depression and all like right. you have to be educated on those things to help them. And just like I work mainly work with moms and women that are beginners or have never worked out and I help them to create schedules that work for them. That's my thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it could be just as simple as that, but at least you're it
1: can be more broad, it just whatever interests you the most or who you feel like you can help the most.
0: Yeah. And you mm-hmm. get a target audience, like you're directly to those people that you want to help because you'll you'll see things all the time like even I see a lot of trainers who are like oh I'm helping like geared towards entrepreneurs and like oh helping the busy professional stay healthy and uh, whatever they put in their Instagram Mm -hmm. but that's that's good because they outlined exactly this is who I'm here to help and this is how I do it. Mm-hmm. You know and there's what I'm someone
1: saying? looking for it.
0: <laughs> exactly. There's always somebody looking for it. So establishing which professional route, how you want to take it, definitely going to be very important after you solidify your education and your certifications. And then from there you have, of course, the business options. I know we kind of dove into both of them, but you can either be mm-hmm. on your own brand and on your own thing by establishing an LLC and becoming the sole proprietor of the LLC. Mm-hmm. Or you have the corporate options where you can be you know, making money yeah. bi-weekly or even from a salary standpoint, depending on how you're doing it. But from a business standpoint, I feel like those are like your two main options yeah. when it comes to training. It's like you're either working under a company Someone or you're or doing yourself. it by yourself. Yeah.
1: Also to touch on the niche thing, like don't feel intimidated if you don't, specifically know who you want to work with because a lot of the time even myself i started more broad like i just want to help people yeah it's harder in a way to get people that way because you don't know exactly who you're helping because you need to know who you want to help but as you go forward like that's how i found out i was like oh, i mainly help like people that have never worked out before or they're beginners or they don't know what they're doing because you start attracting more of those people just the way that you present yourself or educate people and of course word of mouth is everything they were like oh okay she was great and I've never worked out so the next one well I've never worked out so you don't have to let that overwhelm you if you're like I don't know who I'd want to work with (laughs) because as time goes on you realize okay I appeal more toward
0: this group of people 100% no stressy (laughs) yeah yeah, that was really well said (laughs) that used to stress me out
1: so bad (laughs) but Okay,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's a really good point. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, business options taken care of working for yourself or working for somebody else, mm-hmm. and choose wisely. <laughs> please. So, what kind of resources for trainers, resources mm-hmm. for even trainers with online clients or in person clients? And you've dealt with a lot more resources than I feel like I have
1: because <laughs> you're just you're in there, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like you're right at, I'm right I'm in front of so you. Like, so, I use Trainerize and it's an app. It's a software that you use and you create programs for your clients and there's video demonstrations of the exercises. You can record your own through YouTube and link them in there and they play them or they have ones that are already set up in there. So it's really from a personal training standpoint and you can schedule video calls and there's an app that they can use on their phone and link to their Fitbit and everything. So it's lovely. Or there's Just Coach and it's more from a coaching standpoint i like trainerize better but i have both of course (laughs) just coaches more modules for you to like educate people so like if you've done courses or something so it's still developing because i invested in it two years ago when they were first developing it so they're still of course working on things but trainerize is lovely and i can put the link for both of them down there in our description and If you're already a personal trainer and are thinking about going online, use that because it's lovely. And you can use any type of scheduling software that you want, like Setmore, it's free, or any other free thing that you can use if you want to do like FaceTime videos with people or even just your calendar on your phone. (laughs) It's easier than you think. (laughs) You just have to be very preoccupied and schedule accordingly to your
0: people. Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, yeah. (laughs) Is that that what it is? Yeah.
1: With in-person... What do you give advice, because you've worked for like gyms and also yourself?
0: Uh, With in-person, I would recommend, if you can, renting space with like either a private training facility, working underneath a mentor. I would definitely recommend getting a mentor. If you're in the training space, just get somebody or know somebody or reach out to somebody who's doing what you're doing. It may be another level that you're doing. And so then that way you can pick their brain or at least just see how they do things. Because you can learn a lot from people just based off their experience and the way they do things and how they retain clients. So I would say Definitely get a mentor if you're planning on doing a lot of in person or even online training and just grow as much as you can and decide from there how you want to expand your business. Um, I feel like that corporate route is like, you know, working Mm -hmm. for like LA Fitness or like, yeah, Lifetime. It's, you know, those big companies are taking so much of the hard work that you're putting in with Mm -hmm. your clients and like you're just getting like the pennies at the end of it. So I would say go private for sure and uh, get away from like that that bigger corporation and if you start
1: there in a corporate one it's okay you'll learn a lot but then you'll realize i'm not making shit
0: yeah network (laughs) at your big expensive corporate gym and then take all those clients somewhere
1: else don't tell them julia told you that
0: (laughs) go to lifetime and like meet five millionaires and then and then bye (laughs) (laughs) see you later (laughs) it's all good they already know the game (laughs) but uh yeah i think that would be definitely some of the biggest things establishing the why Knowing what your education route is, mm-hmm. choosing the best professional route for you, yep, and specializing in that professional route. Yes. And finding your niche as you go. Yeah. Understanding your business options and really understanding the business of it all. Because again, y'all, for personal trainers, you do have to pay taxes. Yep, so fun. set that money aside <laughs> because when April 15 hit, <laughs>
1: Keep them receipts. you better have
0: that motherfucking <laughs> check. You know what I'm saying? So a lot goes into the business side of things. And I'd say that's something that I'm personally learning more and more about and mm-hmm. expanding with so you know don't be afraid to change your prices don't be afraid to charge your worth charge your worth charge what your time is worth don't just Focus solely on making your client happy. Your your service should do that. Mm-hmm. And if your service does do that, and they're not willing to pay for that, then let them go get some money cheaper and somebody cheaper. Because somebody will pay. Yeah, what you're somebody will pay for what you're asking. So yep. I would say those would be definitely be the big things that I'm working on right now, and things that I would definitely try to echo to anybody who's just getting started. But if you are just getting started, understand you got to work to. It takes time. You got to work to change your prices. You just can't yeah. charge out the ass just because you got to start. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got to start, baby. It's like a hundred bucks in like six months at a hundred dollars or something
0: yeah. that's just an example and that's something to show for you, you know whether it's testimonials or you know luckily i get a lot of word of mouth with my clients so like to just tell their friends and like mm-hmm. their friends will be like oh you look good what have you been doing and then they'll tell julian. me about me we're well, not
1: doing julian but <laughs> <Pause. with> julian. <laughs> jesus christ sorry Erica. coming
0: to see <laughs> me for personal training sessions yes <laughs> only <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <Eric. laughs> But, yeah.
1: Also, feedback. Sorry, I made you feel awkward. <laughs> feedback is important. Always ask for feedback because you need to continually adjust your programming and how you do things so that you can keep your people happy. Because if you're not providing the value of what you're charging them, they're not going to come back. Boom. But I think that's it. I think we covered everything
0: So I hope that Gives y'all a better look Into the process Of becoming a personal trainer And some of the tips And tricks That we wanted to give you uh, On your journey Mm -hmm. there Want to shout out Again Sharif For giving us This amazing topic To speak about today I hope this was Very helpful for you My boy And uh, hopefully You continue to make Progress on that journey
1: Remember to follow us And like us And comment on things On our Instagram At Mixed Visions Podcast Leave us a review On Apple Podcasts Or Spotify please And also i will have all the links below in the description for those institutions the apps that you can use if you're already a personal trainer and thinking about going online or you're going to be going online and also the links to donate to the flood relief in eastern kentucky and if you can i love you if you can't i still love you <laughs> if not just pray for them and i appreciate it and i hope you'll have a lovely day